When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now the starting defense for your Clay Center Tigers. Really? At nose guard, a 5'5 senior. To the number 38. Really? Mitch Fortner. Seriously? Shout to Rocky Downing. To the Cliffs of Dover. Yep. Oh, Jesus. That's that's insanely hype, honestly. I love that. What's wrong with the Cliffs of Dover? It's one of the greatest instrumentals of all time. It's a little too light and airy, I think, for... You got a problem with Eric Johnson? No, I don't have a problem with Eric Johnson. I just don't see it as having the 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 right tenor to for something like introducing a defensive lineup. I can kind of see where you're at with that. The, Troy, you just had to be there, okay? Yeah, I was like, the opening <laughs> riff is definitely something to set up for. Though. Just oh. hearing it play is one thing. When you hear your name announced and you get to run yeah. through the tunnel by yeah. yourself like it's the Super Bowl. Fair. But in our version, it's, you know, Clay Center versus Chapman. Add some atmosphere. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. All right, it's hour two of the game. The game after work, Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, and Owen Burke. Reminder, tomorrow here on K-Man, we will have a triple header of bowl games. It starts with the Camellia Bowl, Northern Illinois, and Arkansas State. Coverage begins at 10.30. That's followed by the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Bring out the French fries. Featuring Georgia State and Utah State. And then, to finish the triple header, is the Easy Post, Hawaii Bowl. Coastal Carolina and San Jose State right here on K-Man. Busy full day tomorrow. Busy day, busy weekend. And by the way, next week, yes, Christmas Day is one thing. But after that, it's a ton of bowl coverage heading your way. Starting on Tuesday morning with the K-Man Morning Show, Mm -hmm. Troy Coverdale is going to handle all the bowl updates here on K-Man. I will be on K-Rock. Tuesday morning, Brandon will be on air. I get to sleep in that Check little that. bit. Yes, you're right. Sorry, Wednesday is when you'll start. Correct. When you're hosting it live. Correct. From Orlando. That is correct. Well, you'll still do the sports, though. Uh, yes, I will. On Tuesday morning. No rest for the wicked around here. 
No. Well, December 26th, right back to business. Right. And the game will also be live from Orlando on the 26th and 27th. The 27th, we're going to go three hours from 3 to 6 Central Time uh, because the pep rally is going to kick off at 3 o'clock sharp, which is just so happens to be right across the street from where the uh, media hotel is. Yes. So it's very, very convenient for Exceptionally us. Exceptionally convenient. So shout out to the Pop-Tarts Bowl for allowing us to plug in and uh, broadcast a pep rally for the third straight year right here on K-Man. So starting on the 26th, Pop-Tarts Bowl updates on K-Man brought to you by Whole Health, MHK, Commerce Bank, and Farm Bureau Financial Services agent Joe Wilson. Still to come here on hour number two, Mitch in Vegas. It is week one of two Mitch in Vegas will do for uh, the, the bowl schedule. We'll have our last from the pep rally the day before the, the Pop-Tarts Bowl to finish out. Um, who We'll see who will win the championship for Mitch in Vegas and who will take uh, home the trophy. Or a pat on the back. <laughs> Bragging rights. Bragging that's the most important part. We don't have a uh, we don't have the trophy budget worked right? out yet. Yeah. <clears throat> you know that we'll figure out that budget, you know, the first of the year and maybe we'll have a little something left over for a trophy <laughs> uh, for mentioned Vegas. But I'll just tell you this, it comes down to Troy and the people. Deej and I are out of it. We'll update those standings here. See see here's the thing. The people can't have the trophy. So well, here's the thing. I don't know if you got the memo, but the yeah, since you're oh. since you're the big winner, you have to with your winnings, you have to fund the trophy yourself. So ah, okay. yeah. I mean, well, how is Mitch gonna fund it? He's losing all his money in Vegas. You can't expect him to buy. I'm not doing a, it. I've lost a lot of money. <laughs> I only did one Mitch in Vegas segment the whole time, so it's got to be you, right? Yeah. Um, it's radio. How in the heck am I gonna afford the trophy? Yeah, I was like, oh, it's, it's, he's preparing the snappy comeback here. I'm just pointing out. Okay. Let's take a look at what's ahead other than our bowl updates here on K-Man and K-Rock. Hoops is now off for 10 days. The men are. Women are back in action on December 30th against Cincinnati to open up Big 12 play, but that'll be on the road. They'll return home on January 3rd to take on Houston. And then you have K-State football playing on December 28th. Troy and I will be flying out to Orlando bright and early on Monday morning. So our our Christmas day is going to be spent traveling and getting ready for the next three days of bowl coverage here on our lovely radio stations. Mm-hmm. So our minds have now transitioned a little bit into the Pop-Tarts Bowl, finalizing some details about what we're going to air and uh, what we're able to bring you. Like we want to bring you the press conference on Wednesday or yeah Wednesday mm-hmm. morning. But um, – with hoops being off now, you look into NC State. The the Wolfpack finished in third place in nine and three. K State eight and four, tied for fourth in the Big Twelve with Iowa State and West Virginia. Boy, who could forget? Almost exactly a month ago, how K State lost no. to I- Iowa State forty two thirty five, and five of the six touchdowns they gave up were sixty yards or more. No, K State ran one hundred and two plays, the most in program history. Iowa State had like 36 plays, and they averaged 14 yards per play. Boy, be nice to get that bull victory and try to erase that rough Farmageddon with a snow-covered Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Exactly. K-State's story about how they go into the bowl game I think is much more interesting than NC State, especially covering the team. You're going to have a different offensive coordinator, 
It's an audition for Connor Riley, the offensive line coach. Will Howard is gone. He's in the transfer portal. Signs are that he's going to USC, but we're not sure if that's been confirmed or not yet. We haven't heard from Will himself, but that's where the fingers are pointing right now. So Avery Johnson, Sunshine, will get his first career start in the Sunshine State against the Wolfpack. Meanwhile, there's no Ben Sennett. He opts out for the NFL draft. So has Phillip Brooks. So there go your top two receivers on the team getting ready for their professional careers. The whole offensive line is back. R.J. Garcia is in the portal. And then on the defensive side of the football, you might be missing a handful of uh, defensive ends or not. Not sure. Still waiting on the decisions. By see if I'm sure Cody Stuffelbean will play in the bowl game. He's going to graduate early. Khalid Duke, haven't heard an announcement from him, but I believe he's going to play in the bowl game. So that's good news. Uh, Nate Matlack is in the portal. And Brendan Mott's going to return along with Austin Moore. Desmond Purnell is going to be playing linebacker. Austin Romain will be starting. And in the secondary, you're, you're pretty solid, other than the departure of Kobe Savage. So Kobe McAllister is going to be most likely the starter of Jack Linebacker. Okay, so that's K-State. Meanwhile, for NC State, you mm. have had just about the same amount of players. Like Kella said, I kind of lost track at this point, but it's just shy of 20 for both teams. But NC State isn't really losing any starters for right now. It's a lot of death pieces or guys that didn't really even play. You're talking about their fourth and seventh best running backs, their fifth and ninth best wide receivers. The thing is, NC State's offense really isn't that good. They're okay for a 9-3 and three team. They should be better. Right. Brendan Armstrong is their quarterback, a lefty. He's definitely a runner. He has carried the ball 126 times this year. Mm-hmm. He is the leading rusher. Their second leading rusher is Kevin Concepcion, and he's a wide receiver. <laughs> so their two best runners is a quarterback and a wide receiver. Yeah. I think on the offensive side for K-State's defense, you're trying to shut down two dudes. Outside of those guys, nothing too flashy. Let's put it that way. I'm not trying to overlook the Wolf Pack. I'm just saying on the surface, it's nothing too flashy. You're suggesting we take the under. This could be a low-scoring game. Yeah, what is the, yeah. what is the over-under set at? Give me a moment. Look that up real quick yeah. because you know I was talking to my PowerCat game day guys earlier today, just you know getting things organized. And we're all kind of thinking, potentially low-scoring game. But on the defensive side of the football for the Wolfpack, it's a much different story. I mean, they have been, no doubt about it, the most consistent part of the team. They are a top-30 offense, both in scoring and total offense. Go ahead. Or total defense. It looks like the line's set at 47.5 right now. So that's a pretty high line in my book that's, I, yeah well, that's actually a pretty high line in my opinion too well i mean right now where i have and this changes as we get closer to game day and closer to power Cat game day but right now my score prediction is a total of 44 points here's the big question about nc state is peyton wilson gonna play or not without him playing i mean you have a even though it's just one player I mean, you're talking about if he doesn't play, you're missing the best defensive player in the nation. Right. Because he is the Chuck Bednarik Award winner. Linebacker, sixth-year guy, 
Leads the nation with 138 tackles this year. Six sacks, three interceptions. He has recovered two fumbles. What does this guy not do? As of yesterday, he has not made a decision on if he is playing in the bowl game or not. Listen, six-year guy, this is his last year of eligibility. And right now, it, it looks like his ceiling for the NFL draft is the third round. So a day two pick. So right now we don't have an answer yet on if he will play in the bowl game or not. If he does or doesn't, I think makes an impact on the game. Mm-hmm. Because essentially, if you pl- if he plays, you're, you're C- Avery Johnson with Connor Riley calling the plays. You do have your offensive line back, but you're missing your top two receivers. Treshawn Ward's gone, so DJ Giddens is going to get more carries most likely. Um, you know, who knows what the strategy will be for Connor Riley. Maybe that decide maybe that decision will be made if Peyton Wilson plays or not. I think that's the kind of impact. It could impact K-State's game plan potentially. So that's interesting. That's right now the top storyline to me. Does Peyton Wilson play or not? I think we have K-State figured out at this point. I'm not expecting any more surprises, and neither is K-State. Chris Kleiman said at the press conference a couple of days ago when the signing class took place and the 18 guys signed two days ago that they feel very confident about the info and the dialogue with the rest of their seniors about who comes back, who doesn't. You know, we just found out very recently Uso Sayamalu will be mm-hmm. returning for a um, his last year. But does Peyton Wilson, Peyton Wilson, does he play or not? That is the interesting number one question for me. Now, I mean, if he doesn't play, it doesn't mean that they're still. That means they're no longer good on defense. I mean, they're they're one of the best teams in the nation at interceptions and turning teams over. And right now, Avery Johnson with turnovers has a clean sheet. He has not coughed up the football. He has dropped it a few times. Mm-hmm. Did he actually? He did lose he did it one lose time. That's the right. One. He did lose the one, but throwing interceptions at which is what the Wolfpack is the best at. He he does have a clean slate, but he won't have Ben Sinnott. He won't have Phillip Brooks, who was the leading wide receiver in receiving yards. At tight end, I'm not too worried because I think Garrett Oakley is going to be an absolute stud. Absolute dude. Wide receiver, though, we know it's limited. And guys you have to play that have very little experience, like a Trey Spivey. You know, Joe Jackson is going to probably step up at running back and play. Um, and he has, I, I'm pretty sure, very little experience. I don't know how, I'm, I don't have the stats in front of me. What stands out to me is that we probably are looking at a game in which the quarterback run is going to be the predominant offensive play. Yeah, but do you just, <laughs> is it the right thing to do that just go right, right at NC State, who's good at stopping the run? <laughs> And see what Avery Johnson can do. I mean, you're also very limited at quarterback. No, you, and and you and don't I take and, too many chances, right? And and I'm just stating it from the aspect of uh, just the way that the offenses are likely to go. In the case of K State, with what Avery has for his abilities, and the fact that he's a true freshman, I am intrigued to see how he reads this defense, given how tough it is been this season in terms of being able to force turnovers, specifically interceptions. Yeah, I think 
it's such a great storyline. Your offensive line coach is stepping in as your your offensive coordinator. Every offensive lineman comes back for the game. I'm drawing up every run play in the book. I mean, jet sweeps, wildcat. I mean, quarterback option, power option, whatever you want. I want Cooper Beebe leaving happy, right? And I think it's, it is somewhat predictable, but I think you can add some flavor in that way as well with the RPO game, things of that nature. So I think the creativity is honestly what I'm looking for the most in this game. Yeah, it makes it a very interesting audition for Connor Riley about how to attack that defense. But guys, that's why we are bringing you these yes. Bulls updates. Yes. That's why these updates are so important, and that's why we are going to bring them to you because there are questions to be answered, and we're going to provide to the best of our abilities the answers to these questions. Does Peyton Wilson play? What does Connor Riley have to say about taking on this task of trying to earn the offensive coordinator job? I'm sure Avery Johnson is going to talk to the media as well. We will bring you all of those updates next week right here on K-Man, brought to you by Whole Health MHK, Commerce Bank, and Farm Bureau Financial Services agent Joe Wilson. There's part of me that says bring on the wishbone. <laughs> Do it. I mean, the wishbone. Just one set. Give me the wing T. Uh, Who would be the – Listen, I have experience with that one. We can discuss that at another point. Uh, this is – yeah. Well, I'm trying to just – <laughs> go through my head here is where you're going to line up who and where you know who's going to line up and where you know obviously dj giddens but who would be right. the other back and line line up your tight end as your fullback yeah why not sure i'll put cooper bb back at fullback if i wanted to i mean like i said you can get weird oh, man. Like, weird as i asked i yeah, asked cooper the go, question see? i i asked cooper i was like hey is i mean your your position coach is not going to be your oc this is the time to work in something fancy for number 50. That's that's true. It's big guy touchdown season. Bowl season. The wishbone. <laughs> Is this high school? <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, it's our penultimate, Mitch in Vegas. We head west to make some picks next. Ah, Yes. Penultimate, Mitch in Vegas for the 2023 college football season. Six predictions by the Vegas line. Get you update standings here in just a moment, but what's going to be fun about this is, okay, so this is our second to last Mitch in Vegas. I have picked bowl games through Wednesday, but our last Mitch in Vegas is going to take place on Wednesday. Okay. So... When the last Mitch in Vegas takes place, we will not know the updated standings. So when it comes down to Troy and the people, they're picking games based on, well, there's no standings to pick on. We're not going to show where, we're not going to know where each person is or each people is. So you guys just pick at the best of your ability. All right, here we go. Six bowl games. Six picks coming your way. DG is not here. He has not sent us our picks, but let's be real. He's out of it. <laughs> now, I, I say that, though, and I'm in last yeah, place. Right? Yeah. It, it's kind of a kind of a bad spot to be talking there. I actually slid into last place. I'm 39 and 48 after going 2 and 4 last week. DG and the peeps went 5 and 1. Troy went 4 and 2. I'll tell you what, David G's been on a hot streak. Yes, lately. he has. 
Uh, so Deej is in uh, is at 40 and 47. He's he's getting close to being above 500. He's making a comeback, but he's not in it unfortunately because he is 13 games back with 12 to go. People and Troy are tied, 53 and 34 with 12 games to go. So you're taking on the listeners here. I Troy. know. How crazy is this? I'll pick as well, just because I don't want to finish in last. <laughs> Gasparilla Bowl is actually, it just kicked off. We're, don't look at any scores, it just kicked off. You're right. We're a little bit late getting to this. But Georgia Tech and UCF, UCF favored by six points. Owen, if, do you want to pick? I mean, I can if you want me to. You yeah, go me. ahead. Um, what's uh, What are we looking at here? UCF and uh, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. UCF by six points. UCF by six points. Yeah, I wouldn't pay attention. Obviously, <laughs> I'm gonna take UCF in this game. Give me. I have no, no uh, explanation. Just give me, give me UCF. I'm gonna actually stagger how I announce the people and then let Troy go. Troy gets to go first before I say the people's pick. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Um, no, I'm on UCF. Not only on UCF for the. Uh, Minus six tonight. I've got him first half at a minus three. Okay. People say UCF. I'm going to go UCF as well. This is actually kind of similar teams here because of how good they can be on offense and how poor these two teams have been on defense. They both have former SEC quarterbacks now, and uh, but UCF should be the better offensive team. I'm going to go UCF representing the Big 12 to get it done. In game bowl game number one in Florida, when it's Big 12 versus ACC, so I'm going to go Knights, who are just down the road from Orlando. They're in uh, that's in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Game number two, Wyatt Thompson tomorrow will be on the national radio broadcast for the Las Vegas Bowl, Utah against Northwestern, 6:30 ABC tomorrow. Owen, if you want to kick us off, Utah favored by six and a half. I'm I'm gonna roll with the Utes here. That's been uh, a wagon of mine in uh, in my betting this year, and I'm not gonna stray from it now. I'll take the Utes. I have a tough time not following suit because honestly, Northwestern has overperformed all season, and I I just have too much respect for a Kyle Whittingham coach team. People also go Utah. Should I be different? Maybe I should. Utah's defense has been really good this year. Mm-hmm. Cam Rising, of course, didn't play for Utah this year. He was out injured. I, I've got to be real. You know, Northwestern is playing its best football right now. They have won three in a row. Included in that is a win against Wisconsin. I can't remember if Wisconsin was any good, but it's Wisconsin. I think they beat Purdue. Purdue was terrible. But they're playing well. They're winning some games. They got them bowl eligible. I'm picking Utes. Game three, the day after Christmas, a.k.a. Boxing Day in Canada. Guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix from Chase Field. KU and UNLV. Jayhawks, Owen, favored by 13 points. You know, I am not ever a fan of double-digit spreads, so I think just with without sitting here and trying to think about it too much and looking at the game, I think I'm going to go the other way with this one. And uh, bet against the Jayhawks. Whoa. UNLV got manhandled in their conference championship game. And I I just think that 
even without Daniels at quarterback, KU has enough offensively that they're going to be out to a solid effort in this one, and, and I go with KU. Hmm. Okay. Well, painful here, as it is. This is interesting because you know UNLV's head coach, do you know who it is? Um I should, and I It's okay. It's Barry Odom. Yeah, yeah. Barry Odom is the former head coach of the Missouri Tigers. Yeah. In last year's Liberty Bowl, he was the defensive coordinator for Arkansas. So, you want to know my conclusion on this guy? Doesn't know how to beat KU. He stinks! (laughs) This guy's a bum! Yeah. Yeah. He was 500 in Missouri in four years. Had no chance of slowing down the Jayhawks in a bowl game. I don't know if they had opt-outs or whatever, but I don't care. They did get the one stop. They got the one stop after Jason Bean just botched the two-point conversion. Had an open guy. Didn't even see him. So really, it even wasn't about their defense. It was about KU just making a mistake. I'm going Jayhawks to cover 13. They're the much better team. Military Bowl is featuring Virginia Tech against Tulane. This is going to be the next day on the 27th. We're going to pick three games now on the 27th, which is Wednesday. Owen, Hokies, 10.5 favorite. This is tough. Um, that's not tough. It's tough because I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to go <laughs> with the Hoax. So uh, just give me the spread because obviously I was wrong to pick UNLV. It seems pretty obvious from uh, where the rest of it went. But, yeah, I'll go Hoax. I'm on Tulane. I do know a little bit about this, and that's because it's about Tulane. Head that coach would, yeah. leaves. Yeah, Willie Fritz taking the Houston Fritz job. Fritz going to Houston. Michael Pruitt will not play in this game. I don't know if Virginia Tech's missing a whole lot, but I know that Tulane will be. They're going to be missing a bunch of starters. That's why the line's so high. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Virginia Tech, 10 and a half. Just throwing a flyer on this one. I just feel like that Tulane is a better ball club. Holiday Bowl, 15th ranked Louisville, is going to be take on USC in San Diego. By the way, I haven't been telling you what the people have picked. You've just been picking ahead without even... All right, okay. People say Utah, KU, Tulane. Nothing too crazy. I think you guys are all... Except for the... You know, you're going Tulane. You guys yeah. are on pace right now, so... All right, I'll, I'll let you know first. The people are picking Louisville, Louisville in the Holiday Bowl. Got to say it like you got marbles in your mouth, Louisville. And, and the uh, Cardinals are favored by seven and a half. Owen, I would assume that Caleb Williams is not playing. He's not. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Louisville as well. <laughs> Troy Covell no. in three, two, one. No, I am. Uh, I am actually on USC on this one. Okay. Well, okay, so USC doesn't have Kayla Williams. No. Louisville will be without their star running back, their star wide receiver. So they're missing some dudes as well. Mm -hmm. I think this is a really tough game to predict, honestly. Listen, their five-star QB is out. He is transferred. I don't know who's going to start a quarterback. Lincoln Riley might have to suit up. (laughs) I'm going to go Louisville to get it done. And win by more than seven and a half. Final game is the Texas Bowl. It's the last game of Wednesday. Texas A&M and Oklahoma State. Aggies favored by two points. Troy, I'll let you know the people are going to take Oklahoma State 
Owen's busy. Did you hear the game? Run it one more time for me. I'm okay, sorry. it's Oklahoma State, Texas A&M. Aggies by two in the Texas Bowl. Houston. Mm. Does uh, Oklahoma State have a lot of guys sitting out for this one? I don't think so. Because my <laughs> gut says Oklahoma State, and I think I'm going to roll with it. Okay. Troy? Uh, I've gone Oklahoma State. Texas A&M has had a really good rush defense this year, but do they stop Ollie Gordon? That's the big question. Can Gordon's in the transfer portal. No, he's not. Yes. Ollie Gordon? Yeah. No really? way. No way. What was announced? How would, the, how, would was I, announced, how would I miss that? Oh, no. Or did I get spoofed on that all the way back at the night that they announced him with the uh, Doak Walker? There's no way. I feel like we would have. I don't know. Yeah, his 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 Twitter account is all Cowboys. Okay. All right. Boy, you really had I, me questioning I, I, my life for a second. I saw it pass through that night, literally on Twitter, and so I may have gotten spoofed in the moment. Where are you getting your news? Twitter. <laughs> I set you up for a lob there, and you could have dunked on somebody. Nah. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, I'm going to pick Oklahoma State. That's going to do it for Mitch in Vegas again. Troy and the people are tied 53-34. and 34. These last two weeks will decide the winner of Mitch in Vegas – Our last picks are coming up on Wednesday following the pep rally. We take a break. The last number one song of the day is coming up next. I thought this would be fitting for the final number one song of the day. Celebration by Cool and the Gang. 1981, two weeks and number one. This segment started before the pandemic. And it all started when we noticed on social media, it was myself along with John Kurtz and Mason Vogt that Shares Believe went number one on that day so many years ago. And I came up with the idea. I noticed there's like over 1,100 number one songs. Like, what if we did a number one song of the day? Shared info, talked about it, and we learned over the years that Mason and John didn't know a thing about music. And from there, spawned the game Mason v. Music v. John v. Movies. We carried that over into the new era with Do They Know It, where we had some actual people in here that knew a little bit about music and movies and TV shows. And man, did that get us a whole lot of KEB awards. <laughs> I've always enjoyed the, the, the sports shows that don't, don't always talk about sports. Branch out a little bit. Talk about things that you like. I like to talk about things I like. And I've always enjoyed music, and everybody... Music is the most popular thing in the world when it comes to interest, right? Mm-hmm. 
who doesn't like music? And I've been saving this for the last number one song. It is our 562nd number one song we've ever done over the last four years. An American R&B soul and funk band from New Jersey, from Jersey City, New Jersey. They formed in 1964. Robert Cool Bell still tours as really? Cool in the Gang. Yes, he does. They went through a whole lot of genre style, uh, styles and different personnel. And yep, this is their only number one song ever. They've had a number of hits, and they've sold over 70 million albums worldwide. Has Cool in the Gang. They're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That was surprising to me. They will be someday, I'm sure. From their 12th studio album called Celebrate. And by the way, they've released 26 studio albums. Speaking of popular things, another popular thing is religion. And Cool and the Gang's saxophone player, Ronald Bell, told Billboard that this song came out of a time of religious study. He said, quote, the initial idea came from reading the Quran. He explained, I was reading the passage where God was creating Adam and the angels were celebrating and singing praises. That inspired me to write the basic chords and the line, everyone around the world, come on, let's celebrate. It's a good beat, too. It is. I think that's probably my favorite part about this whole segment is you somehow dig one thing that I had no clue about these songs. That was the beauty of this segment. I can't tell you how many times I would show up to a baseball game and there was a handful of those that were in the like the there are general press box area that listened to the show, mm-hmm. but they love number one song of the day. And they're like, oh, I didn't know this about that song. I was like, yeah, man. What's so great about this? I learned my horizon for music has broadened so much because of this segment, and I'm going to miss it a lot. No one close to the band was surprised by the song's popularity. It's kind of a funny story. So the lead singer of the song, JT Taylor, his mother told him when he played the song for her, he said, quote, my mother told me when she heard it, you're going to play the song for the rest of your life. So get ready. Yeah, this is one of those songs when you make it, you're banging out in the recording studio, you hear a bag, like, yeah. You know for a fact that this is going to take off and be a huge deal for a long time. Because still to this day, it's played at weddings, parties, um, games, sporting wins. events. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> literally anywhere. Anywhere that has a large crowd. This was a song that played for hours. When the 52 American hostages in Iran were freed in 1981, this was the theme for the St. Louis Cardinals when they won the World Series in 82. Two years later in 84, it it played for the celebration, uh, Walter Mondale's nomination at the Democratic Convention mm-hmm. in 84. About the only time they celebrated. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it just took <laughs> off from there, right? There was, I mean, come on, that's an honest political assessment. It come is, on. It is. <laughs> this was also foreshadowing in a way from the hit Ladies Night mm-hmm. because it had the lyrics, come on, let's celebrate near the end. Oh. Uh-huh. According to Robert Bell, this song 
was the key, or that song was the key to finishing Celebration. In 2016, Celebration by Cool and the Gang was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame, and in 2021, Celebration made the Library of Congress National Recording Registry, chosen for works of cultural, historical importance in the nation's uh, recorded sound heritage. I want to see Cool since they still tour. I want to see Cool in the Gang. Hollywood Swingin' is a great song. Ladies' Night's a great yeah, song. Yeah, Ladies' Night still gets them out on the floor. Who was it in? Uh, oh, John Lovitz in the Wedding Singer. Yes, covers it. Oh, hilarious! Yeah. Cool in the Gang is so underrated, and yet Trailblazers. Maybe they have a show in Orlando next week on Wednesday night. <laughs> Well, now you have me interested. I, 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 I'm sure the odds of that, I mean, it's so slim. Right. But I'm, they're like, they're not doing arenas, but they're doing like casinos. Yeah. You know, they're I, they're I, in that phase of their run. I, I was figuring Prairie Band would be coming up on the list. Oh, uh, they're in, uh, looks like they're going to do a UK tour in the summer. Hmm. They're on the list. I have a long list of bands and artists I still want to see live. If you just make it a trip, you go see uh, All In in Wembley and then you hit Cool in the Gang while you're out in, <laughs> out in uh, London. Uh, I can't get the the full um, concert tour. To... Oh, well, okay. Well, they'll be in Tampa on December 31st. So, Troy, I'm going to stick around there you in go. the area. I mean, yeah. go to Universal Studios. And uh, just hang out in Orlando in that area, and Tampa's not too far away. They have a residency in Vegas for a little while. Yeah, they're at Westgate in, in Vegas a lot. So someday, someday. But guys, number one song of the day has one of the been has been one of the most fun things for me to do on the show. Um, you know, on the podcast because of the way we've changed our podcast and the way it's published had to take it off because of copyright reasons um and i boy i I heard feedback about that and i totally understand um i felt like this was the 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 right time to put it to bed we've been doing it for such a long time and to be quite real with real with you uh the number of songs that we haven't done yet is extremely slim at this point so the timing was right the timing was right. New year, new opportunity. We'll still keep it weird once in a while. There though. you go. We'll keep it weird once in a while. All right. You and with that, like, you mean like me mentioning the uh, ukulele cover of the uh, of Kiss yesterday by Prince? I hadn't heard that. I haven't. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard back it. Yet. I haven't listened to it. But yeah, yeah. Number one song of the day has officially finished its series finale. Ask Us Anything is next. All right, I'm going to lead us off with a uh, Christmas gifts question. I on, on a scale of 1 to 10... No, not going the way you think it is. On a scale <laughs> of 1 to 10, how would you grade your gift wrapping skills? Ooh. I think I'm a solid 6. My only issue is I need more than one piece of tape, or more than one, uh, three pieces of tape. And when I'm like, you know, folding in the corners and, you know, then bringing the flaps up, 
it's never even. It's always off. It's always cockeyed somewhere. Other than that, though, I can wrap. I can wrap a gift. I'd say I'm probably a solid three for like a. It's more so a lack of experience. I think I'm a big like gift bag guy. I'm like I just, you know, just cut myself out of the process. Throw it in a bag. Throw some tissue paper in there. I, I will be real with you though. Like even though I'm not a big Christmas guy, I think bags are kind of tacky oh they are no i 100 <laughs> percent. but would you rather get a bag or a horribly wrapped gift you gotta pick you know well now and that's mine are gonna be pretty horribly wrapped if i had to guess troy can you wrap gifts decently well i would probably go a seven. Oh, that's that's one higher than me I are need you a- are you wrapping monica's gift uh no because we, and I'm going to have to hold to the agreement this year, promise no gifts. Troy, that means you still get her a gift. You you do understand the reasoning behind that I, given... I, I, I do. Certain aspects. I yes, understand. I know. I know. I have broken... a little something. I know. I have broken that promise 28 times previously. We'll stop by Disney World and get you some uh, Mickey ears. Yeah, something like that. Get something. All right, Owen, do you have any questions? Yeah, you know, I did, and I laughed in the opener because I, where you were going, and you are like, that's oh, not going your thing. I'm probably about to go there. Favorite Christmas gift ever. You know, oh, I hit you with the rookie question. Oh, wow. Any gaming system? Yeah, that's a good one. I got Xbox Series X last year. I, I mean, I was 32 years old. I'm still getting gaming systems, but I love to game. Uh, boy, that's that's tough to beat. I mean... My parents, when I got the internship at the Howard Stern Show, that was a big Christmas present to like kind of fund some of that. That's probably got to be the one. That's fair. That's a good pick. Troy yeah. got Tonka trucks back in the day. I'm sure that's <laughs> at the top of the list. Not only Tonka trucks, we had some of the ones that you were able to, you know, power up and do some things with. That's yeah. There's two that stick out in my head because I was the same way. It's a big game, so like I got the original Xbox. That was a big one for me. But I think. And it was the presentation of it when I got my first cell phone. Because like two months up to Christmas, my parents were like, nope, not going to happen. Not getting you a phone. It's not going to do it. And then Christmas morning, we had to go on this massive scavenger hunt. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm digging through leaves in the backyard for clues. All comes around to that that. first cell phone. Yeah, it was (laughs) the presentation of that one really kind of kicked that into another gear. They've been testing you. If you couldn't find it, maybe you're not smart enough for a phone. Yeah, right? Yeah, you can't open Ah. the box, you can't have it. One of those kind of things. All right, we got to bounce. That's our last live show in the studio for the rest of 2023. Troy will be live, and I will be live on Tuesday and Wednesday for the game. Wednesday's a very special show from 3 to 6 with the pep rally kicking it off from Orlando, Florida. For Owen, Troy, I'm Mitch. Ho, ho, ho! And go Cats!